Welcome to The Breaks Radio. What's going on, hip-hop heads? It's The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes. It's me and the great one, BTG's in the building. What's going on, bro? What's the word? East Coast niggas. I'm, I'm just, I, I love our family, but I, gotta, I know they're going to listen to this. I got to throw a little shot they way. They always late, but I love them. They family. Yeah. <laughs> but we got a few topics to talk to you guys about this week. Also, a new song that we're going to be reviewing. First up, Jay-Z, $19 million investment in a cannabis tech company. This is a unique thing because not only is it cannabis, it's also tech. Those are two of the most you know profitable and growing markets at all times, bro. So what do you think about Jay-Z being ahead of the game again Investing in a company called Flow Hub for, with nineteen million dollars. Um, well, ahead of the game, I thought he was actually late to the party. Mm, okay, you know what I mean. Well, I mean, but I mean, maybe it's something that he's investing in that we don't know about. Maybe it's a a, a certain company that's behind the scenes that's being the main distributor to these other smaller uh, dis- dispensaries. But um, well, you know, he gonna make he gonna make the the, the right moves. You know what I mean? My question is, is he indulging in his own product? <laughs> well, Jay-Z has been very big on the fact that he doesn't smoke. But nonetheless, like uh, to just to, to kind of explain more, the reason why I say that this is ahead of the game, because this isn't just about dispensing marijuana or, or cannabis-based products. This is a, a cannabis tech company. So not only do they do that and they do have and they grow but they also have created a point of sale, an inventory tracking system, and business intelligence solutions built around the marketing and the and the the growing of cannabis. So this is almost this is almost uh, like a Amazon for 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 exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah. way to picture. It. So okay. so he might he might be he might be ahead of the game on that one, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because when you look at like yes, dispensaries are popping up all over the place, and I think the growers have been the best things to to um invest in but like really the the little dispensary stores outside i know you're in california but like outside of that and stuff it's it's really not a like a unified chain for all that if this company ends up being like especially when you talk about like the 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 actual like moving around of product and making the inventory process a little bit better comparing them to amazon would be a perfect thing like when you look at like how many different stores now use amazon as they're shipping just because like hell you can order bath and body work shit on fucking amazon now and it comes from them but they just use amazon because they can get it faster to you so if they can be right. like that that's fucking huge bro oh yeah definitely if they doing um two-day delivery mm-hmm. oh that's that's perfect yeah yeah so we'll see how that continues like and the thing with jay is that he always he makes these little investments and you know they they get bigger and then he sells out of them and moves on to the next thing so yeah yeah, that's that's. If we want to talk about business, there's a couple of cats that I'm gonna have up there. He definitely won. He gets in and he, get, and he gets out. Definitely, definitely. All right. Next, we got up on the topic is reportedly now. This hasn't been confirmed by any other major news. It's kind of made its way through hip hop sites and um everything. But R. Kelly is reportedly going to be giving information on other child predators in the industry. Me, you talked a little bit about this off air. This could be huge for a couple of different reasons. We know what the Me Too movement did to the entertainment industry as far as movies and TV like that. We haven't really seen a lot of that in the music industry. Uh, We've heard about it. You know, if you pay attention to like rumors and stuff like that, that 
it's this undercurrent of things like this in in the in the industry. What do you think about this, Baylor? And what do you think this could ultimately mean in the long run if R. Kelly is giving up now people who are also predators in the industry? Well, we know what this means. This means if it is true, which we all feel like there is something going on, we just don't know who to pin it towards. Yeah. But if if this information is true and this information was to actually get out, that's going to change the whole landscape of music, period. You know what I mean? Depending on what names he 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 dropped. Yeah. But we already know we've been through this before. We watch a lot of movies, and some of these movies were created off of some realities. That and the reality fact. is, he might not make it to 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 uh, leak that type of information. Yeah. We've seen the end of this movie before, Hayes. We have. Yeah. yeah. You, you, and, right. as mu- and, and as much as uh, a lot of us would wouldn't care if something actually happened to him, I think deep down inside, we would still want that information. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know what I mean? Because we want to know who we want to know who's just as nasty or even nastier than him. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and that's the same same thing. Like it needs to happen if, if he is, you know, it was labeled as snitching. And I don't consider this snitching in a way because. Motherfucking child predators need to be exposed. Now, I get Absolutely. it. That he, I get it that he's only doing it to probably lessen his his fucking sentence. But R. Kelly's going away for life. He ain't never getting out either way. Yeah, and we need to clear. No, that's not snitching at all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If anybody likes to go against that, bro, then that means you protect. That means you protecting all type of criminals. Then that is a fact. That is a fact. Um. So yeah, if you consider that snitching, you you part of the problem. Uh, but let's move out of that one. We don't talk a lot of sports on here, which we may need to add a sports segment. We have a TV segment. Maybe we need to add a sports segment. Um, I know Mary may, be, may check out on that one. But uh, <laughs> Kyrie Irving uh, has completely sparked a lot of conversation. In, us- in his usual Kyrie Irving way, he tries to add deeper meaning to it. So first it was that he didn't want to get vaccinated. So that means he wasn't going to be able to play in certain games. Now it's come out that he's not going to participate in anything until he can participate fully and to add more color to that he's recently said that he's doing this because of so many other americans losing their job because they refuse to be vaccinated and he's technically not anti-vaccine but he's doing it to to prove a point and to have a message um i said this on this podcast i think before maybe it was just us talking off air i will i'm not going to be surprised at all when Kyrie retires from basketball in two or three years and goes and becomes a hermit somewhere i completely believe that's going to be true um, but what do you think about this uh, stance that Kyrie's taking? Well, is it Ushi Wally or is it a one mic? Like if, <laughs> if you, like if you say it is not necessarily, if you're not necessarily against it, you can still get it. I mean, what I think, well, I, I will say this: they did come at Brian for actually getting it, mm-hmm. but then saying people have a choice, which I don't understand that issue at all. Okay, uh, but you can still go that route. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like you're you're a part of a team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And honestly, we all, the human race is supposed to be a part of it too. We all supposed to be tackling this. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, I, I don't attack or I don't, um, I don't even disagree with the stance of people not wanting to get vaccinated. It's your choice, your body, your choice. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but when we talk about Kyrie, Kyrie just seems like he's just doing too much, but he's doing it the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, bro, if you want to, I, I, I tweeted, I tweeted it out today, like he wants to be the new Kaep- Ka- Kaepernick. You know what I mean? He's not. Uh, he's not. I'm, he he's not getting the hate, the type of hate that Kaepernick had got because there was a lot of uh, 
other folks that was, you know, that's against him. Mm-hmm. But but I feel like I feel like he wants to be the face of he wants to be in the same light as the Kaepernick to where he stands up for his people. And I get that. You want to be a voice for the voiceless. But guess what? No, there is a voice for them. Their voice has been loud and clear because that has been the 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 separation or the beef amongst. They've created this bro. We live in a world where it's the vaccinated is against the unvaccinated. That's real right now. You know what I mean? So they have a voice. It's just like is you signed on, you signed on for this. Your teammates are dependent on you. And don't get me wrong, if we want to talk sports, Brooklyn could probably do good without him. You know what I mean? As Boston did. But, bro, they really need you. The, I think the main reason why them cats came over there because it was a phone call amongst those three. Like, yo, we're going to go to Brooklyn, form like Voltron, and go get us a chip. And now this issue pops up. He wants to be the face of it. It's like, man, it's, it's just too much. It's too much Kyrie talk to me. You, hey, you hit the nail on the head there. I'm, I'm, Kyrie is just one of those people who he's so fucking talented, right? Like when he's, when he's on his, on his game, it, it's amazing. But like everything that, every time he gets, he's given too much of a platform to talk, you just look, you look at him and you're like, bro, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes he sounds like a genius and sometimes he sounds like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you, you can have either response to Kyrie. Um, he goes, and this is the thing, we've all done it though, but it's like, Go do your research. Go do your research. You do realize that some of your research that you're going to re- doing your research, wherever you're going, there's still the research of other people's ideas. They <laughs> might not be. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh yeah. I don't. I don't know what to say about Kyrie, man. Like I said, uh, but what do you? Let, let's 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 take this to actually talking about the basketball. Right, basketball season is very quickly approaching. What do you think this does to the Brooklyn Nets and their chances to win the championship? I don't think it. I don't think it hurts them because uh, I actually think it's damn. They're almost a. Is it, they are right, a lot of people think that my Lakers have overdone it this offseason, and I get that. Um, I could look at not. I mean, they they got three powerful players over there, three superstars over there. I don't think they've overdid it, but I think they have enough with those three to say we're a championship contender. No okay. matter what, championship. I, I will put it like this: having Kyrie on the on the Brooklyn Nets right now is championship or a bust. Having him off the roster, not so much of a bust, but they're still a championship contender team. I feel where you're coming from with that. I feel where you're coming from. With that. They definitely like they have the talent to win the championship with or without. They Kyrie they Irving. they still yeah. got it. Like like KD. Yeah, K- Katie and Harden has played before on the, on the same team before. You know what I mean? So they have a little bit of history together. But besides that, individually, those are two monsters right there. So having Kyrie is just an added person who has proven himself in the playoffs or in the finals. You know what I mean? Because outside of outside of KD, he's the only one with championship experience. Even though he was on a, he won his championship with LeBron, but he still was the second man or the second fiddle to that championship team. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge is back. But outside of that, they got uh, fucking Blake Griffin, who was an all-star just a couple of years ago. I know he's taking a step down. Um, I, I really, a couple. They, they, got, they got killers. Joe Harris, who's a great shooter. I, I know some people think he's, like, amazing. He's a great shooter. Patty Mills is on the team. Paul Millsap is on the team. They got more than enough to win it. To come out the east, they got na- they got names. The only the only thing that has to happen is everybody continue to stay healthy, mm-hmm. and then they just got to show they got to show up 
when it's time to show up. That's it. You could have, like my Lakers, we got names for days on that roster. But you got to stay healthy and you got to show up when it's time to show up. That's it. Has has Russ Russ's performance in the preseason worried you at all about his fit with the team? I don't watch preseason basketball. Okay. Not in the NBA. Yeah, that, okay. that, that don't matter. And to me, like, this is the thing. It This season... Pretty much last season, too, because of the players that we have, even before this roster, like, I'm going to watch basketball in a regular season, but it's like, for me, it just gets to the playoffs. That's where I'm going to start critiquing cats, is the playoffs. Because we've seen all these players that we talk about, the Russ, the Anthony Davis, the LeBrons, the KDs, the Hardens, the Kyries, etc. Regular season, we know what they're going to do. But in the postseason, I need, that's where I, my level of respect and love for Jimmy Butler went up, not just in the not just in the playoffs, in the bubble, but in that finals, because that was the definition. If if the definition of putting a team on your back was Jimmy Butler, okay. you know what I'm saying? He did, he damn near died on that court in the bubble. Yeah, and he showed how difficult it is to lead a team in the finals without a secure sec- second option. Yeah, yeah, I. I- the the Lakers, I so I know there's like fit concerns and everything, but I I when they're veteran players, it'd be different if they're young players who didn't know anything, right? These are all veterans; they're gonna figure it the fuck out. Yeah, I'm not look. I'm not even. I'm not. Cons- the only thing that I'm concerned about in a regular season is just the health. Yeah, that's it. All that chemistry uh, is Vogel going to uh you know when you know his roster substitution and things like that. I'm not worried about none of that. They're gonna figure that out. They got. They got veteran cats and they got a, a couple of young cats. They got cats on that squad that has been to the finals. Shout, shout out to Kendrick Nunn. They got Rondo back. He's a he's a floor general. Not worried about none of that. I feel it. All right. Well, coming out of that, man, let's get into some music conversation. We got one new track that we're going to talk about uh, that dropped over the course of the last week or so. Joyner Lucas, J. Cole, Your Heart. Joyner. A B. That beat was hard. Oh, yeah. Joyner picks some amazing singles, right? Like, Joyner, Joyner is an amazing artist in general, I feel like. I can't, uh-huh. for the life of me, figure out why he can't get over the hump. It, but, all right, so we, all right, so you agree, you like the song? I, lo- I love the song. Love the song. But, but is it, all right, so we listen, we listen to music, we listen to hip-hop, right? Mm-hmm. But we also listen to, like, the singles that they put out. Weird. And we know the difference between the single and the B-side tracks. Yeah. What does, he seems like, a, all right, hear me when I say this. He seems like a B-side artist, <laughs> which means, like, like, like he's going to have a lot of B-side tracks that we like, mm-hmm. but that's not going to appeal to the masses, though. So what? What? How is he going to kiss the world ears, though? But see that, and that's what that, and so that's what I mean by this is because he, first of all, the fact that he was on one of the best tracks on an Eminem album and couldn't get over the hump. Like I don't, I don't even mean like yes, you need more than B-side tracks to stay over the hump. But I mean at this point, Jordan Lucas has never even got to the hump to get to the other side of it. Like he just seems like he just can't pass it okay so what what hump are we looking for are you look are, are, is he is he shooting for that superstar or should he just are, I, are should he just chill out and be like so and be like and be like logic but see that's the thing though logic has had huge mainstream success let's not forget that logic's second album sold as much as to pimple butterfly like so logic logic has sold was that was, was that album independent though uh, no, I mean he's he was on Def Jam his whole career, so no, Logic hasn't dropped an independent album other than his mixtapes, which don't count. All oh, right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, but what I'm saying is like I I would understand if he just been one of those artists that has like a cult like following, mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like I said, the logic, the currencies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he has a fan base no matter what. But as far as the commercial success, I mean, he need a commercial hit then. But he's, he had, so you know, this. I have a, I have a theory. You know, I, I love my conspiracy theories, right? And I really think, hold on, I'm going to go back and bring up the name of the track because I don't remember off the top of my head. So, Joyner did have a mainstream hit, right? And people forget about it. Because it was quickly well, taken down. He had the track with Mystical that that was on the radio all the fucking time. And then Mystical went to jail for rape for the second time. And they pulled the shit. What track was that? That was Fuck You Mean. That was the name of the track. That was in 2017. I'm going to have to go back to that. I'm going to have to go back to that. Because honestly, I can not tell you what that sounds like. That was a huge... When I tell you huge as far as being on the radio and getting radio play. That was... But you say... And you said, what, 2000 what? That was 2017, bro. That was four years well, ago. All right, but but what are, where is Mystical at in his career? But see, but this is why I said that. Because this was at the time where Mystical had more buzz because he had just came out of jail and got signed to Cash Money. Remember, he dropped the single, and people were actually waiting for the Mystical album. He dropped the track right. with Jordan Lucas. That track was huge for Jordan Lucas. This was after Jordan had took the um the little pump beat and and flipped it and got a lot of buzz off that and then this single dropped and then when i tell you they pulled this single from the fucking airwave so goddamn quick after mystical got charges again bro that i just don't think joiners ever reached that level again and and i get I, and i get why they would do that but then on the on, on the flip side do the youngsters even have ears for mystical that, cause, See, cause 2017 was, was a, keep in mind 2017 was a different time like it I, it's it's hard to keep in mind how much the music scene has changed in that four to five years but mystical was hot mystical was the hottest in the early 2000s right right but then he went to jail for eight years right right but that was his that was his peak though yeah i mean yeah absolutely i'm not saying that that it was gonna make make joiner a household name i'm just saying that he had a hit that was huge on the radio for quite a long time. I think that I think that song even charted, bro. Okay, I I I hear what you're saying. I just I don't even think I don't even think the masses appreciate artists like that anymore. Bro. And that's fair. That's fair. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. We we do. So if you tell me he got a he got a track with Mystical, when you say Mystical, I go back to his prime years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when you say 2017, I'm like, yo, I haven't checked for him in a while. Even if the even if the track is is, is spanking hot, like I haven't, you know, I just I just think you and you just said it. The way the music is made and heard these days is different. That's true. That's true. I'm you see how you see how you see how pure you see how pure we get when we start talking about Nas, and it's like, but look at that gap between whenever you think his last. A classic album was up until King uh, King Disease One. That's fair. That's fair. Well, how many how many top Billboard hits in the top twenty five do you think Jordan Lucas has had in his career? Uh, just to throw a ballpark out here, I'm gonna say two. Jordan Lucas has had eleven tracks in the Billboard top twenty five. He's had Lucky You being featured by Eminem, Will, which we know that was huge. The the Will remix with Will Smith peaked at number three. Right, ISIS, I knew that was up there. ISIS with Logic peaked at number six. Eighty-eight, ADHD number ten. Revenge number twenty-five. Scared of us, which I've never even heard of that track. Uh, number twenty-four. Fall slowly featuring Ashanti at number sixteen. Ramen and OJ at number twenty, and then Your Heart number three. So he's not only in the top twenty-five, 
Most of those were in the top 10. And he still. Is that number three already? Yeah, number three. Is that J. Cole effect? That's the, definitely the J. Cole effect, bro. Okay. All right. That's, that's, I mean, that's, hey, that's, that is dope, though. That's for impressive, right? Getting, for, for him, for him not to be getting the love that we think he should be getting, to have that many, that's a lot, bro. Yeah. That's a lot. I don't know, man. I think he's an acquired taste at this point. Definitely. I, I definitely agree that Jordan Lucas is an acquired taste. And, you know, I don't. And, I don't... and, and, and he's he's in he's in he's in a crowd. He's in a crowd of mumble rappers. Yeah. And he he's one of the rare people who use that style, but actually has a message in what he says. And we already know how his visuals are. And the, that's another thing. Visuals. He probably has some of the best visuals in the game. Yeah, he got a like, man. He he up there. <laughs> He's up there. Yeah. And Jordan's it'd be interesting to have a conversation about Jordan Lucas and like if is he one of those artists that just missed out on his on what would have been his the best era for him. Think of Jordan Lucas in the early to mid 2000s. That's what I'm saying. We and we often talk about artists being in the wrong era. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's dope. He's dope. To hear people say I've never heard of him and stuff, like especially after that uh, clubhouse. Karen Tillman shit. Yeah, I'm like, do y'all even listen to me? Man, that, <laughs> that tells me a lot about how people listen to music. For sure. For sure. I agree with that 100% because Joyner has always been dope and always will be dope. Um, And he's he's not one of those secret gems. Like, no, he's been out here. Yeah. Working okay. for years. Like, at this point. Like, it's it's... It's wild that Joyner doesn't have a bigger career, but like you said, I mean, at this point, like, yes, he has his fan base that that respects him and loves what he does musically, and he drops consistent. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. There's not been one classic Joyner Lucas project, and he may never have one, but it's consistent. Like, right, you you listen to a Joyner project and you take three, four tracks from it each time. Hey, you just said. He got a track with Eminem. He got a track with Mystical. He got a track with J. Cole. Got a track with Logic. Like, he got tracks. Yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to just, like, we, we, I think we did that conversation, like, a year, year and a half ago, but at some point to, like, bring it back and talk about, like, other artists who would fare better in, in, in new eras, bro, because some of this, I don't know if you saw my tweet or not, where all the young cats, they came at my ass, bro. It was, what's his name? G Herbo or whatever. Like, they, he, and mm-hmm. people were like, he he killed this shit, and bro, it literally sounded like he was reading with his finger as he rapped, doing like a fucking nursery rhyme. And I'm like, this is not hard at all. Like, what the fuck are you niggas talking about? Hey, when I tell you they love dumbed down music, bro, <laughs> that shit yeah, blows I mean, my fucking mind, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there's nothing we can do about it. They'll <laughs> never win a debate, but let them let them have it. <laughs> yeah, never want to want to debate about it, but uh. All right, bro, moving on into what we talk about. Now, I know we usually save our TV reviews to be when we have the whole team. We haven't been all together in a couple of weeks now, so I do want to go ahead and talk about this at least. Dave Chappelle, the closer that mm. dropped on Netflix. Man, let me tell you. And he said, hey, cancel culture. You're not going to get that guy. I, and that's, that was my immediate tweet after, after watching is like, you can't cancel somebody who legitimately does not give a fuck. Like, you can't cancel somebody I, who doesn't give a fuck. I take I text my personal uh friends uh chat and I said, you know, me personally, there's a certain type there's certain topics that I'm not going to talk about on my podcast mm-hmm. because especially after watching Dave Chappelle stand up and then seeing the backlash, mm-hmm. it's impossible for me to talk about that. Um because he addressed it in the most in the funniest way and he put them on blast. 
Yeah. And that was the thing. Like, and my whole thing was, I've always said this, and I'm and I'm with y'all. Y'all want equality? I get that. With equality comes these jokes too. And that's it. That's and, it. And, and, that's, and that's my I biggest I thing want, too. I don't want y'all harmed. I don't want y'all harmed. I don't want y'all disrespected or anything like that. But if you want to be treated just like everybody else, guess what? Everybody else catching these jokes. Yeah, and, and that's I want to make sure that I'm clearing this. It's protect trans women all day because we know that they are being attacked and murdered at a high rate that's ridiculous. But at the same time, like you said, a, 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 a comedian, I could see if Dave Chappelle sat up there and all he talked about was negatively to trans women. And I'm not saying that what he said maybe didn't come from a place of being uneducated. I'm not saying that what he said wasn't offensive to some people. But you got to realize the era that, that Dave Chappelle comes from. Everybody can get it when it comes to Dave Chappelle. Everybody. Look, go back and look at his show. Everybody got it on the Dave Chappelle show. And that's period. If we, if, if we can't just, all right, just imagine, like, he's an anomaly, though. So he can go in there and probably just spit off the top of his head. But I feel like it took him a while to, like, structure these jokes, mm -hmm. the 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 best way you can, they still came for him. Yeah. People, y'all better y'all better go out there and check y'all emails. Listen, Dave Chappelle put on a masterclass, in my opinion, on that on that uh, the closer, um, and even taking out the controversy out of the way. Like for p the people who say that they don't find Dave Chappelle funny, I, I don't want to have comedy conversations. Just like people who. Say that Drake is the best rapper. I won't have hip hop conversations with you. I'm not having no conversations about stand up comedy with anybody who does not. I can get you saying that maybe Dave Chappelle isn't your favorite. Maybe he isn't for you. You like people better than him. But to not recognize him as the master comedian as what he as what he is, you're fucking retarded. Is what I. That's all I can say about that. Well, I can't talk equality anymore because their rights are much more important than our rights. And when I mean our, I mean black people. Because it's probably safer to be a racist than it, than it is to be homophobic at this point. The John, the John Gruden shit proves that, right? He's out of there. He's out of there. They was gonna, they was gonna let they was gonna hold they was gonna let the whole the racist um, comment shit they was gonna sweep that yeah. right under the they Yeah. All he yeah, had to do was come out all he had to do was come out there and say I have black friends they would have swept that shit under the rug. The homophobic yeah, yeah, shit came out Oh no 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 no! That that came out. You're out of a job. You, they, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have taken you off of their rings uh, ceremony, and they've taken your existence off of Madden, bro. It's over. And that's a hard thing to do. The last time I remember, and you know, I I I'm a every other year buyer of Madden, and I don't buy Madden every year. But the last time I remember somebody getting taken out of a Madden game was Pac-Man Jones. You, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. I remember that. Absolutely, but he was the first one to actually be taken off and then put back on. If yeah, he did get put back on the next. Well, it was like a year or two later when he actually came back to the NFL. So. <laughs> he to go for that. <laughs> but yeah, man, it it it's 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 um it's wild, like especially with John Gruden shit. But I I wanted to take some time out really to just point out that amazing stand up from Dave Chappelle and the fact that like. For a while there, it seemed like stand-up comedy was becoming more of a niche thing, and it's really coming back up now. Marlon Wayans is working on a stand-up comedy for Netflix that, I don't know if you, I've actually seen Marlon Wayans in stand-up, I've seen him at the Funny Bone a couple of times, and he's an amazing stand-up comedian, and we more so look at him as a, as a movie funny person, but when his comedy mm -hmm. special comes out on Netflix, bro, I really do think it's going to help people see Marlon Wayans in a new light. 
I've actually heard um, listening to other podcasts that um, his stand up was was okay. It was okay. So I got to check it out. I got to check it out. But there are certain is there are certain comedians that we that we know today. Uh, well, it's a few of them that don't mind crossing that line, but even they've been quiet lately. Yeah. And so, you know, Marlon Wayans, the thing that I found out about him when I did go to one of his stands up is that he was actually writing jokes for Keenan Ivory Wayans when he was a, a still a teenager. So while we didn't know that Marlon had those jokes, those stand up jokes, he's been writing for years. Right. Well, I mean, you got to look at it like the joke. The jokes are different than the actual like than, than the hip hop game, because with the jokes, like you want to make you want to be able to make younger people laugh. You know what I'm saying? Are you are are younger younger cats can make everybody laugh, whereas an older cat, I mean, unless he's seasoned, you know what I'm saying? He probably will. He probably would only make a, a certain demographic laugh or something like that. So, but that family in general is like unmatched. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like like if you want if if we wanted to do a family versus family, I mean, they up there with the the bars, the Jacksons. And then you got the Waynes, you know what I'm saying? So historical. Definitely. Um, but yeah, bro, that's it. Eddie Murphy's coming back with a stand up on Netflix too, which Yeah, but look, after what after what Dave did, what can he say? Hey, you know he definitely can't talk about Trey. <laughs> Listen, Eddie Murphy can't touch that that topic with a ten foot pole. But like I, I wonder how much of like a raw Eddie Murphy we're gonna get because Eddie Murphy used to not like I don't think he can no, go back sir. To it. no sir no <laughs> sir no sir I talked to my barber about it no sir <laughs> hey hey that mug won't be raw at all it'd be cooked it'll be cooked it'll be well done Hayes oh man that is hilarious bro that is fucking hilarious man. All right, before we go, bro, let's wrap it up on this, man. Just we don't have to get into details. We know the rest of the team isn't here, but uh, what's how's BMF holding up for you so far, bro? <laughs> hey, man, um, you don't, you don't think it's moving too fast, bro? No, not at all. Not not. You don't think so, bro? I don't. I like this show for me, and I I know I said it in our group chat. Like I'm. I'm not dis like I don't hate it, right? I don't actively hate it. I still look forward to it every week, but it's it's just such a, it's a weird pace show because in some some ways I do feel like it's going too slow. In some ways I do feel like it's going too fast. I feel like I don't know, bro. I don't know if it's like this first season. Maybe they they came up with somewhere they they needed to end in the storyline by this season, and they're and they're working to get to that rather than kind of just the 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 reason why Raising Canaan, the reason why Snowfall, the reason why a lot of shows work so good is that uh, Wu-Tang, American Saga for one point, is that it, it takes the first season to introduce us to the characters, right? And then that way, going at that point, we're, we're invested in the people, the characters themselves. This feels like they want us to be invested in where the story is going to end up. And they keep trying to like, I, I don't know, bro. I, it's hard for me to explain. Like, I'm... <laughs> The three that you just said, besides Kanan, because that comes from the power universe, that was successful because you can't go wrong with going backwards with with an already successful show. And that's what they're doing. So you could build off of that easily. Snowfall, we literally watched the growth of all those characters in the first season, right? Then you look at the Wu-Tang, you look at the Wu-Tang series, we digest that very well because a lot of us, a lot of us lived through it. Even though I'm on the West Coast and I didn't know detail for detail, 
we they were already they're already successful. They're still successful. So now we just need the backstory. A lot of us used to just hear about BMF through music, but we didn't really know their story like that. And one thing I wanted to point out that I that I said in the group was that I was listening to the RZA um, interview, and he said that usually when you come to these networks, when you pitch an idea to these networks, they want you to come to the table with. Uh, uh, a plan that's about four or five years down, like four or five seasons Mm -hmm. before they even want to take a look at it. So if that is true, if there's anything true to that, do you believe this is why I said it's moving too fast? Like, I don't know that much about the BMF besides what I hear in the music. Do they got five seasons worth of content? And if so, you know what I'm saying? Is there what I'm asking? Is there a lot more to the story that we don't know? It has right be. now. It, it, it seems like we're already in the midst of it, and we're only what three or four episodes in. Yeah, it ha- it has to be like I don't know if maybe this first part. Like I said, this this first season, I got really feel like they need they determined a point in these people's lives that they wanted to be be at by the rest by the end of the season, and then maybe take time to do whatever they want to do out of that. Like fifties already said that you know. They're going to be adding some stuff to the story to make it a, as a better TV show than than a true real life adaptation. So maybe that's what it is, too. I just I don't maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe this show is harping by the fact that it's telling a real life story, whereas like Raising Canaan, even though they took aspects of 50s real life, is a completely fictional story. And this is this is something that's different for 50, like even for life, for example, it's completely different. They just took the bases, the bones of what happened in that man's life and created a show from it. This seems like they're trying to do more of an adaptation of actually what these people did day to day. And maybe that's what's making this pace feel off, at least to me. And and, that, and, that, and that's cool. Like, put makeup, put makeup on the story. And obviously, we already know when it comes to certain certain series or certain movies that says based on a true story, we know there's a lot of things that they can't share. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a lot of people that that was a part of that that's no longer here that can't tell their side, or maybe it's some shit that is still get them <laughs> locked up. But the thing is, is like based off of the the series that we've been watching, and, and understand like I I got a lot of Detroit people that I follow, and they will hit me. They actually did hit me up after last week's show to give me some insight. Shout out to Mona. You know what I'm saying? No shit. She uh knew shit. <laughs> she hit me up and she was giving me a little bit of breakdown about BMF and I'm like, that's cool, but I'm gonna take it for I'm gonna take it for face value. If 50 saying that there's a lot of truth to this, but we put in a little bit of makeup, mm-hmm. that's cool, but it's just still moving fast though. Will this even reach a third season? And maybe it's not meant to be that. Like, I mean, yes, power was five seasons, five or six. Power was five seasons. Um, but maybe this is only meant to be a three three year show, bro. Okay. If that's the case, then I stand. You know, I stand corrected. That's cool. I'm just saying, and I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm. It's more so of a compliment than anything. But I mean, you, like, you also got to realize too that they're like, even though they're staying in this early part, this BMF operated for 15, 20 years, bro. So they got plenty of years to go through. So, you know, who knows, bro? Maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe each year is going to be a different decade, bro. I don't, who, who knows? Have you been hearing about the beef between Da Vinci, 50, and uh, and Meech son? No. No. What? Blue Da Vinci? It, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I haven't heard about yeah, that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's you know what it is. Don't you know? Don't portray my character wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't play with my name. 
you know, stuff like that. But you know, when you come off, and I look, look, <laughs> I don't want no issues. When you come off that aggressive towards 50, mm-hmm. he's not the type of like, all right, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> he might do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't I don't know how far or, or if that's going to unravel or anything like that, but that has been a thing for the past, what I've been paying attention to for the past couple of weeks. So I just did a quick search. BMF was founded in 1989. They were indicted on drug charges in 2005. That's 16 years. So that's a lot of that's a lot of content. That's a though. lot of content. Okay, that's All a right. lot well, of content. Right. So because I and, and honestly, I didn't start hearing about them until the you know the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people didn't start hearing about them until Jeezy. So they were affiliated uh, affiliated with right. Jeezy. So um, yeah. I mean, you got to think. You can, you have the ability to tell their rise, right? Which took however many years, them operating for however long they operated as just a drug empire. Then they legitimized themselves with BMF Entertainment, created a record label that was pretty successful, right? And then you still have the fall and tell of like what happened with the DA and the trials. Like that's a lot of content, bro. So do you think that we will see any type of um, artists a part of the show? You mean as far as having people pr- portray real, those the, artists or the real artists? Yes. No, the, no, portray the artists. Yeah. I mean, you, you if, if they get to that point in the storyline and they tell in the story of of them and their, their entertainment label, you have to. Like, maybe they don't say Fabulous. Maybe they don't say Young Jeezy. Maybe they just have rappers with random names, right? But we know who they are. But you have to, right? So who's going to play, who's gonna play uh, Jeezy? Papa Dot? <laughs> Hey yo, I'm Tupac. <laughs> oh man, hey, we gotta we gotta leave him below, man. That's a new uh, that's a new uh, what you call it? Who is he? Uh, what character is he in? In Marvel, he's Captain uh, America. Falcon. He's Captain America now. Yeah, you're right. He's Captain yeah. America now. Hey, yeah, Tupac yeah. is Captain America, bro. Tupac is Captain America. <laughs> but uh, that's it, bro. We held it down again. Me and you going back and forth like uh, Ray and Ghostface, bro. Go ahead and give him your social media. Let's get the hell up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> at Bellerism on Twitter, at Better the Great on all other social media platforms. Y'all leave Dave Chappelle alone. <laughs> you can follow me at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio.gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast for hip-hop culture. This week, we out this bitch. Peace. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.